When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, this is Tony Cotty and you're listening to the We Are West End podcast. You are listening to the We Are West Ham podcast and this week's episode is sponsored by footballprizes.co.uk where you can win some priceless pieces of signed football memorabilia each and every week. In this week's draw, you can win a fantastic signed and framed Mikhail Antonio West Ham shirt. Tickets for that one are just £3.95 each, just 99 will be sold and that competition ends on Tuesday, the 22nd of February at 7.30pm. So you're going to have to be quick on that one. And this week you can also win two hospitality tickets to West Ham United against Wolves on Sunday, the 27th of February, 2pm kickoff at London Stadium. The tickets cost just £3.95 each and only 99 will be sold. And that competition ends on Thursday, the 24th of February at 7.30pm. Uh, football prizes have had some fantastic signed pieces from Tony Cotty, Said Ben Rama, Jared Bowen, and Vladimir Sufal up for grabs since their launch, as well as a whole host of hospitality ticket giveaways. So head on over to footballprizes.co.uk to check them out. If we didn't know it before, West Ham United won, Newcastle United won is official confirmation, I believe, that the wheels are well and truly falling off. I'm delighted to say that I'm joined by James Jones tonight, uh, a man whose wheels have never fallen off. And that was potentially the worst phrase to start a podcast <laughs> in the history of podcasts. I'm just running out of superlatives, Jonesy. Uh, I don't know if you thought me saying that your wheels have never fallen off was that complimentary or not but here we are uh, West Ham's could not beat Newcastle at home at the weekend I was one of the fortunate ones lucky enough to miss the game uh, you I understand had to endure it I did I did have to endure it um, what's really weird about that and I, 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 I can't stop thinking about it is that we were relatively comfortable at 1-0 and it was all like, yeah, like this is going to be fun. Like, we should probably score one or two more. Newcastle might get one, but it'd be fine. Be fine. So we we, we went down for a, we went for a beer probably about five minutes early, half time beer, about probably five minutes earlier than we would have done. About thirty eighth minute or something silly like that. Start. Like, oh, I can't just can't have a beer. Um, so we went, and then we all stand. We stand outside in the rain. Right, it's it's a grim day. It's the day after. Storm Eunice had decided to wreak <laughs> havoc upon the world. What and a we were like, for a storm. Oh, no, terrible, isn't it? And then you know, we stand out there in a pouring rain going, oh, well, you know, at least we get three points today. Terrible day. Lovely weather for ducks, but at least we get three points. And then suddenly the whisper stuff, because we didn't hear of celebrations, we didn't hear a roar or anything. Normally, sometimes you do. but And then suddenly, oh, yeah, Joe Willich just scored for Newcastle. It was like, how? How? <laughs> they like they barely even come anywhere near us. Like, I don't understand, and because like, we didn't see the goal, didn't. It was as if like the role of the second half. It was like we had to remind ourselves that oh, it is only one all. Because like they again, they didn't threaten really threaten us in the second half either. And it was like this is just rubbish. <laughs> yeah, rubbish. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a rubbish yeah. day. Just a rubbish day out all round. And 
it's been something for weeks. It's beginning to get a little bit stale in it. It's just yeah, no. yeah. And that's everyone the thing. Goes, is everyone it? goes, oh yeah, but we're still fifth. It's like yeah, we won't be this we're time next week. Early. Yeah, like, Tottenham beat Man City away. We, we played we played about a season more than everyone else around us. Like, <laughs> it's just like everyone's going to catch us up, and we're going to end up finishing like tenth or something. It's going to be like the biggest anti climax of any anti climax ever in football in history. It's just annoying. In the history of anti climax. Yeah. It's like why, why why is this a thing now? I don't understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm totally with you, mate. Look, I mean, we'll go into the Newcastle game in more detail. I honestly feel blessed. That um, I had an awkward work start time. Two o'clock, I started in London Bridge on Saturday, and uh, I was genuinely thinking of having a word with my boss and asking him just if I could go to the game and start an hour out. later and finish an hour later, or just nip out your lunch break for for forty five. Yeah, hours. yeah. Well, no, that like was that. the thing. I was like, <laughs> what was it? Twelve thirty kickoff or whatever it was. Twelve forty five, and I was like, ah, oh, if I can get a three o'clock start, I'll be able to see most of the game. Nip yeah. on the Jubilee line a bit sharpish and and start work at three instead, and I'm sure they would have been absolutely fine with that. But I just thought I just can't nah. be bothered. Like, yeah. I just knew I just knew it was going to be like that. So my experience of the game was listening to the first half on the radio, on the train, and watching the rest of it on the telly when I got into the office. Watching's a loose term because I was just like I know I could hear it on the radio how it was going. I could literally envisage the complete lack of energy and. Uh, attacking Naus as I was hearing it and the sloppy passing or whatever. Um, and I got there and, you know, a few of the lads have been watching it already. I said, oh, any good? No, just no, proper no. Um, yeah, but look, we'll go on to the game in a bit more detail in a minute. Jonesy, um, how's things? How are you? What's what? Uh, how's life treated you in this short period of time since we last spoke? Oh, yeah, all right. Man, I survived the storm. The flat just about survived as well. Yeah, um, yeah. That Friday was was a tense day at home because mm. like our balcony, we've got two balconies, and both balcony doors were were showing signs of weakness throughout <laughs> the day. And I'm sort of, I'm, I'm sitting there on my laptop in the front room, just kind of almost staring at them. And at one point, they kind of just wedged. They came inwards, and they're not meant to come inwards. No, no, no. They kind of just came in. I was like, oh, hang on, that doesn't look good. And then I remembered, I built a shed about what? Wow, that was my next question, mate. And I thought, Harrison's oh God, shed. how's that doing? So I went over the, into the bedroom balcony and the, the door's flapping about like nobody's business. And I thought, mm. oh my God, what am I going to do? I had to wedge it closed. Um, so luckily, every, I'm sure the listeners will be glad to know, the shed survived as well. The roof didn't yeah. come off. No. And I thought, I felt like a real man after that. I thought, yeah, I built that well. Well, work. mate, I was just going to say again, testament to your yeah. construction skills, oh, isn't I've, it? I certainly built that well. I, I might as well start my own shed building business. I'm brilliant <laughs> at it. Um, but other than all that, yeah, I'm all right. We got got for the storm, fine. Yeah, uh, weekend was all right, I suppose. Um, yeah, it's just yeah. tainted, isn't it? As yeah, always, what, by West what, yeah. what about you? Yeah, I'm doing all right, mate. Yeah, I'm doing all right. I'm uh, I'm battling through <coughs> as everyone else. Um, I was just like, yeah, not too affected by the storm. It was quite windy. I work on the twelfth floor, and the wind actually whistles past the building i'm not overly great with heights especially in tall buildings anyway um so yeah when the winds were howling through the urals um every time it happens every time i hear the wind whistle past the building i'm just convinced it's going to fall down so yeah um bit of anxiety riddled shifts but um, yeah talking of um high-rise buildings and storms my brother lives in canary wolf in a high-rise block Mm. of flats and um, he had a front row seat of the O2 blowing away in the wind. Oh, of course, um, yeah. Which was, uh, I sent him a video that I found on Twitter and he sent back and said, I'm literally watching it happen from from your front room. And he sent yeah, me yeah, a picture of, of it. And yeah, it was all fl- flapping about, which is... Uh, Pretty crazy, that, wasn't it? Yeah. Highlight, highlight of the day. As we've mentioned already, Eunice, absolutely belting name for a storm, that. I mean, yeah, Storm just, Dudley, no one's scared of Storm nah. Dudley, are they? Eunice nah. just strikes fear into hearts <laughs> of people. This one we had today was Franklin. It's just, it's just was it? Bad. Yeah. We're not on Eunice anymore. No, nah, no, nah, we're on Storm Franklin now. He's been and gone. That's tame, that, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It just doesn't have, doesn't have the same. No, Eunice, definitely the best yeah. name. Have we got any more Jude, you know? Or... I don't know. I hope not. I don't think the ship will last, let's put it that way. No, 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 that's true, yeah. You know, it's funny, Jonesy, as well. We've got listeners who genuinely listen in Australia and part and America and parts of the world where they have genuine, like, life-threatening weather. Um, and 
it's like we're we're over here naming our storms ridiculous like things like Eunice and Dudley. Um, we we broke a record for the strongest gust of wind in the UK, which was 122 mile an hour, which is probably like a light summer's breeze in yeah, yeah. some other parts but of the world. Listeners in Louisiana or whatever, yeah. they're just like, but what are you talking about? Yeah, that's spring. Yeah. <laughs> I play golf in that. Yeah, exactly, mate. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, look, um, I'm glad we've got our shed chatting for one yep. week. You mentioned it there, Jonesy. West Ham are still fifth in the Premier League. It's the Europa League draw on Friday, though, my friend, which I'm extremely excited for, despite the fact that West Ham are pretty pants at the moment. Uh, the performances seem to be falling off a cliff somewhat. Uh, the Europa League draw is on Friday when we'll find out who we play both home and away in the last 16 of the Europa League. So that is exciting, very exciting indeed. The first leg of that is on the 10th of March and the second, um, the first leg is on the 10th of March, the second, the home leg on the 17th, I believe. Um, so exciting times on that one. Jonesy, bit of housekeeping as always. You can follow us on Twitter at we are underscore West Ham, or Instagram at we are West Ham pod. Facebook, just search We Are West Ham Podcast. Do the same on YouTube, where you'll find our YouTube channel, uh, where Josie puts up clips and little bits and bobs every week. And you can email us, if you like, at wearewesthampod at gmail.com. The links to all the ways you can follow us and contact We Are West Ham are included in the description to this podcast below. And don't forget, you can buy us a beer and support the pod at buymeacoffee.com slash wearewesthampod for as little as £5 each. Money comes direct to me and Jonesy. And as always, we guarantee that it'll only be spent over a bar when me and Jonesy are having a pint or two together or on equipment and guest fees to make the podcast better for you. Um, Jonesy, what's coming up on the show tonight then, mate? Uh, we've got a bit of reaction to that god-awful Newcastle game next. Betway Charity Bets West. We've got some flipping good news coming Again, absolutely happy days. Two winners in two weeks. It's wonderful stuff. We'll have a Wolves opposition view and no West Ham women this week because uh, no game before some final thoughts as always. So it'll be a, a short and sweet one this week, Jonesy, much like ourselves. Uh, we'll start with that Newcastle reaction, shall we, next. <laughs> Right, James, as become has become my custom over a few years or several years or decades, in fact, of supporting West Ham, because uh, I sort of half experienced the game. I didn't watch I didn't watch it back again and I haven't watched it back since um, the, the, the feeling of just like meh, uh, surrounded me somewhat. Newcastle. 17th position in the league granted they've had somewhat of a turnaround under Eddie Howe so this week uh, as someone who's at the game I'm looking to you for the insight and for the discussion points and and that sort of thing um where where do you think is is prudent to start um out of the game obviously Craig Dawson scoring again which is good stuff we're, we're sort of starting to get that um, like threatening look about us at set pieces again, which is obviously good, and aerial balls into the box. Um, <clears throat> West Ham's goal, uncharacteristic error from Declan Rice. Do you blame him? Bit of a sloppy one to concede. Was he the only one? Uh, Side Ben Rama having a go at Moyes. I mean, you tell me, mate. You were there. They're those sort of the takeaways I've seen of my half experience of the match. But uh, I'll throw to you, and you can take the lead this week. All right. You've named all the big talking points there. I just like the whole performance for me was just like, like before the game, it was announced that St. Maximan was missing. And for me, he was, he, I mean, he is their biggest threat. Uh, and he, I was worried about our defense coming up against him, particularly when you consider about the, the performance our fullbacks put in against Leicester, but only a week ago. Mm. And I thought, we've got St. Maximan, if we can't deal with Harvey Barnes. <laughs> then you're not going to deal with that St. Maximan, you know what I mean? No. It's like, <clears throat> I was worried. So hearing that news that he was going to be in, he was going to, he was going to miss the game. I'm like, right, that should be like the confidence boost that we need to go, right, let's put this lot to the sword. And, you know, this team's 17th in the Premier League. Like, we should be, and we're fifth, could go fourth. Yeah. <clears throat> like, we should be, with all respect, due respect to Newcastle, we should be wiping the floor with them at home. And, just it was just incredibly flat, barring 
Dawson's goal, I don't recall this. Oh, Bowen did it at the bar in the, just before mm. we scored, I think. But it was a good save from Dubravka. But other than that, there was nothing really of note performance-wise that suggested that we that we should have walked away with that game, walked away from that game with three points. Mm. And for me, that's that's the biggest worry. It's mm. the players. The players are knackered. That's that's obvious. But you know, when you got Sufal was dropped, Fredericks comes in. Um, and he's put, he's he's hauled off at half time. Hooked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's hauled yeah. off at half time, and they chuck yeah. Ben Johnson on. It's just like like in the last two games, we've had three different right backs, and nothing's really done anything. Bizarre like, how Johnson's sort of fallen down the pecking order. It's, I don't know why he would yeah. be first choice ahead of Frederick. That's but a yeah, strange one. That's a strange one. Um, I mean, again, Antonio just well and truly absent. So like, dull, just, isn't it? This conversation just, just, just absent. We sat every week, but you've got to keep the guy's our only striker. Like, why isn't anyone going, mate? Like, you've got to try a little bit harder here. Like, mm. you keep, everyone, all these players keep telling us about how they really want to qualify for the Champions League. You know, they're, they're going to go to the end, they're trying their hardest. Well, they're not like someone like Antonio's <laughs> not, he's not uh, okay. He might be a bit tired, he's been, been flying all around Jamaica for the last three months, but. Mm, so- I had a good. Sorry, Josie. Go on. Go on. Cool. No, I just, I just. No, go on. I've, I've said it for the last three, three episodes. I think that you know, it's now times like this where you, you wonder again where the thought process was in the January transfer window because oh. if if you have three, three no, there wasn't one. Yeah, but you you have three new faces in there, and we 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 would look a lot more lively. We'd have a little bit more oomph behind us. There'd be a little bit more mm-hmm. impetus within the team to stay in the team because there's new competition. Um, that That is, you know, very obvious with Antonio's position. We've said it before. He's got no competition, so why should he... He knows he's going to be in the starting lineup every week. But I had the, an interesting one on him. Sorry, just quickly. That Antonio... As, is what's the thought press about him protecting himself, perhaps because he's so injury prone? He's the only striker, whether he's been told to or not. Uh, I think it might have been it might have been David Conley or Dean Ashton on uh, the radio commentary I was listening to saying that he thinks Antonio's protecting himself, and that means not sprinting in behind a hundred percent all the time, not doing as much of the things that make him so dangerous. He's worried about an injury. Well, maybe that is correct, but at the same time, it's not good enough. But yeah, I know it's not one. It's not good enough, and two. I understand him probably wanting to make sure he's fit because maybe like he knows that he's the only striker. Yeah. He knows that he people are relying on him. Fans rely on him. But then the fault strike, the the blame strike straight away goes back on the club and and mm. Moyers and whoever's responsible for signing yeah. fo- football players. Um, and we, <laughs> probably the recruitment director. Probably, yeah, the new the new the new geezer. Um, I don't know. I just just watching it. Just like, there was just nothing, absolutely nothing. And it was what was different compared to uh, the the Leicester game where Ben Rama came off the bench and looked, looked all right. He looked pretty dangerous. One of my comments on our YouTube video to that reaction was, "Yeah, he looked dangerous, but he wasn't." It was like, "Yeah, good point, uh, <laughs> very good point." But this time there was just no one off the bench. Obviously, Lanzini was out of the squad. Don't really know what's going on there. Uh, there was just no one. Like Lanzini mm-hmm. came off the bench in, in the in the Watford game and changed the game, and we scored scored from it. Um, but we didn't even have that. We had nothing. Just had nothing. Um, and for me, that is the biggest concern out of everything. Like. Ben Rama like, having a row with Moyes and stuff like that. I mean, he's been hooked more times than any player in the Premier League well, this season. I was just going to say that. I think that was the seventeenth time he'd been yeah, sub like, this season. So, I think he start. He's only completed ninety minutes twice. I think. Yeah. So if he's annoyed, I don't blame him. If I'm honest. But also play better then. Yeah. Like, true. True. Be but then, good. Very difficult for <laughs> contribute a to goals. Yeah. Difficult to, to play better when you're. You, you know, you've constantly been hooked an hour. Yeah, but it's not like like after half an hour, is it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I get that. I get that. But, like, I don't know, mate. I don't know. His last goal contribution, mate, was New Year's Day. And before, his last, that was an assist on New Year's Day and his last goal was the 28th of December. Well, if you look at that, well, it's not good enough, but you look at that and you've got Antonio scored two in his last 19 or 18 or whatever it is. Hmm. Yeah, he's had a couple of assists since then, but you know, Bowen's the only one chipping in with a goal. Obviously, Dawson's started. Yeah, Dawson. Dawson's suddenly become prolific yeah. because he's. Um, but other than that, there's just absolutely nothing. Yeah. You meant you mentioned Deck and Rice, and you know, 
Is it his fault for the goal? Yes. Yes, it is. But if there's ever a player in that team that you can kind of forgive for making one mistake mm. um, out of 170 games of football that he's played for the club, I think it's Declan Rice. You, know, you can't mm. be okay, it led to a goal. It's damaging, but God never makes mistakes. So you kind of, you've got to let him off for the one. Mm. Uh, you can't start digging him out for it. I mean, this is a player that's been playing like five different players' roles for the last <laughs> three months and had to save, yeah. save our skin in, in the FA Cup. So, all in, I'm frustrated. I'm frustrated with it. <laughs> I can I mean, tell, mate. I mean, get on YouTube if you listen. The body language from Jonesy is something else. I, I'm just, I'm, in, I'm incredibly frustrated because I don't want to keep saying it, but we had we had a month to fix this. Yeah, and we we blew it. And like, if you just look at the league table and the games in our teams, we've got we've got Wolves this weekend, which is going to be incredibly difficult. They're on form. We, we, we at this rate, we're not going to be in Europe next season. Unless we, no. unless we win the Europa League. And we're definitely not going to win the Europa League on the form we're in at the moment. We've got mm. a knackered team, knackered players. Um, it's just not looking good at the moment. And David Moyes has got to find a solution quick because I don't mm. really know what the solution is at the moment because there's no one off the bench to change things. No, no, that's, that, that's sort of the thing. You hit the nail on the head, didn't you, mate? And that's why we and so many other fans are so angry at the end of that window and of all the drivel and guff that comes out. I just, yeah, I mean, and you know what? It's a weird one, really, because if we finish eighth, right, that's where it looks like. When all the games catch up, we'll be eighth, won't we? Let's be honest. Probably, yeah. Tottenham beating City. Um, if we lose to Wolves, that's a definite. Yeah. I think we're sort of enough of a gap at the moment between us and Brighton to be safe there. And realistically, you know, see where we were two or three years ago or whatever, you say eighth is pretty brilliant. But We said it at the beginning of the season, the beginning of the season well, didn't we? We'd be quite happy with eighth. And a Europa League and run. And a Europa but League run. That, with the Europa League but, run, but that, obviously it depends on the draw, but with the team as shattered as they are. Yeah, and that's without us thinking that we were going to spend the majority of, what, two-thirds of the season in fourth. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. Uh, I think I, mean, I think the problem is, certainly from a We Are West Ham podcast content perspective, it's just going to be the same... But the, the the performance have already gone stale, haven't they? And it's just to continue to be the same now. I honestly just don't understand the, the thought process. Like there are two transfer windows. Like the, it's almost like you, if you just do all your business in the summer and it doesn't work out, you need, it's just like, no, we only do it in the summer. It's like you just write off seasons midway through. But mm-hmm. anyway, um, here's what it is. So you... I totally agree about the goal. On the game then, any sort of other, the side Ben Rama thing, I sort of, he, he said he looked like he mouthed every time to Moyes as he came off the bench. David Moyes played it down after, said he doesn't have a problem, was just telling him to run off the pitch a bit quicker and he wants him contributing goals. And I don't blame him, to be honest. Like, you know, I think he's had a good run. He started the season really well and I thought he was going to replace, like, be the new Lingard or whatever. Um, and he's just, Proper gone off the boil. Uh, <laughs> Pablo Fornells, I don't. I sort of was confused at the sort of negative perception around him for a while. Um, and again, Bowen, Bowen is playing really well. I, I think, but Ben Rama is the weakest of that of that of that front quartet. Sorry, trio. Um, Antonio's like up there, up there on his own. His situation is slightly different because no one's come in instead of him. Uh, but. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, mate. I just think it is. But what about Vlasic? What about Vlasic? We spent a half decent amount on him. Um, Vl- you know, Vlasic, what did you make of him? Vlasic actually looking back now when he came. I mean, he came off. He came off the bench and he had a couple of moments where he drove forward with the ball, beat beat a player, and you know, looked a little bit positive, but didn't create anything. Like didn't mm. not, nothing of note. You know, he may have had a, a shot on goal, but obviously it didn't lead to anything. And he, he had that sort of burst of energy that you know at the time we probably needed, but we definitely needed. But nothing. Obviously, he didn't score. He didn't assist the goal, so it couldn't have been that that impressive. Very similar to Ben Rahm, we have the bench against Leicester. Mm. And it looked good, but essentially didn't really do enough. But well, and that's the thing, isn't it? Yeah. But Flashic like is, is a different situation where the poor lads played ten minutes a game for the last what hour, yeah. however long, 
Um, So you can't really expect him to start coming off the bench and start changing games when he's barely playing as it is, you know. Even when the guy starts, he gets hauled off like Ben Rama does. Mm. Um, But I do honestly think, right, I do honestly think with attacking players in particular, if you're on the pitch and you haven't impacted the game, and there are players in your position to come off on and we need, and West Ham need goals. It's like, it's, it's a no break. You're going to get subbed off like that. Yeah. The, I, I don't know, but the stats on the, like the positions of players who typically get subbed off in a game must be so heavily stacked in the attacking. Of course ones, it is. Because yeah, ultimately you don't sub a defender, sometimes a wing back, but rare or fullback, but rarely for tactical reasons other than, or a keeper for other than injuries. So it's either because someone's having a bad game because they've been booked or in danger of, or most of the time it's because you're chasing an equaliser or a winner and your attacking players haven't been doing anything. Yeah. And so, and and Ben Rama hasn't been doing anything. I don't know what he thinks he does or is doing that like warrants 90 minutes every week. I think, I think for... I think with Ben Rama, most of the team, mate, to be honest, like they get, they all started the season really, really well. Mm. Ben Rama's gone away to Afcon. Okay, they had yeah. a terrible tournament. I think they only played three he, games and yeah, he only home. played as well, did he? Yeah. Um, but he's, he's gone away and done that. Come back, things are going a little bit stale for him and the, and the rest of the team. I think it, it it boils down to tiredness. I'm pretty sure it's the same for almost every single one of those players out there. Um, they're just all knackered, absolutely knackered. You know, he, okay, he, he might not have played played a lot in uh, in in Afcon. Only played three games, and obviously they came home and didn't get out of the group. As far as I'm aware, I don't think they did get out of the group today. Um, mm. I think it was like one of the big shocks. They're reigning champions, but he still got to go away on into to an international tournament and do all the bits and pieces that an international, international tournament requires a player to do. Um, over in to Cameroon it was, wasn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. It's like, you know, you've got Antonio going over to Jamaica th- twice in the last four months, playing f- two or three games over there each time. Plus the fact that we've played 35 games already this season and then we've still got another 18 or 19 to play. Mm. And that's without factoring and the fact that we might win the, win in the FA Cup and win in the Europa League. So, we've got a squad that are absolutely shattered. Yeah. Um, so... <laughs> It's little wonder that Ben Rama's not impacting anything. You know, it's little wonder that Antonio's doing nothing. Bowen is. It's little wonder. Bowen is. I don't know. Bowen is. And but, he's I mean, played Bowen more is, but, than anyone, really. But I mean, he has played more than anyone. And to be fair, I mean, to Declan, be fair, still playing well. A bit of a freak of nature, though, Bowen at the moment. Isn't he? He's just an absolute, like. Duracell bunny. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Declan, I think Declan's different because he's a, he's a level above everyone else in terms of ability. Um, but his fitness is like and I think, lasting, yeah, isn't his, it? His fitness has been brilliant. Hmm. Um, but the rest of them, I don't know, just looks jaded and stale, yeah. mate. Suchek again, mm. rubbish, just rubbish. <laughs> yeah, just complete rubbish. <laughs> um, I don't know. Yeah. Like, it's just all of it's just rubbish, and yeah, it just feels like uh, it's just going to slip away and just become another, another. Mediocre season or mediocre finish to a season at least. Um, yeah, it's one of those, mate. I just, you know, uh, it's hard to. The difference if between... we finish eighth, that'll still be one of our best seasons. It in, would like, be the last two decades or whatever. But I know we, what you mean. We keep saying, oh, you know, yeah, but still, we are still fearful. We are. But we're not going to be there for much longer. Yeah, I know and exactly. The, the difference between this season and last season. That last season, we did something in January and brought in someone that could. Just inject that little bit of energy into the team in Jesse Lingard. I'm not saying we should have done mm. that again, but that just shows what bringing a player in can do to form midway for a season. It can just give you that little bit extra to get over the line. Newcastle have done yeah. that by signing Trippier. Um, so many, you know, Bernie with Vegorst. You know, there are players who he, he scored for Bernie as well, didn't he? So yeah, it did not for Newcastle, but for for Burnley. No, no, week. exactly. Yeah, um, yeah. But you know, all these teams that brought in players, <clears> most of them having players that are making an impact, giving them that. Yeah, okay, they all might be knackered, but they got that one player coming and giving them a bit of energy. 
Mm. Um, we had that last year, and it almost played. Well, it did it did pay off really, but it could have been better. This year yeah. we had an opportunity to do it, didn't happen. And I think we're going to pay for it now. Yeah, totally agree, mate. Totally agree. Um, Wolves next up. Wolves at home. Sunday the 27th of February, 2 o'clock kickoff at London Stadium. Uh, before Southampton away in the FA Cup, Wednesday the 2nd of March. Ah, oh, I don't know. I don't know, mate. It's one of them, fifth in the league, especially with Tottenham beating City at the weekend. I could, I genuinely can see Wolves doing us. But let's, uh, let's wait and see what happens. I'm just, yeah, it's just, I, if it's going to carry on like this, see if we get in the Europa League, just rest all the players for the Prem. Let's just try and win that. Ignore the Prem. Let's finish 14th. And uh, and just try and win the Europa League. We're, bait, sure, we're safe we, now already, anyway, aren't we? We can barely rest on anyone anyway. <laughs> We've got the squad. No, but that's just play the under 19s. We've got 42 yeah. points. That's safety. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, just do that and try and win the Europa League. Uh, listen, mate, uh, understandably depressed. Anything else on the Newcastle game, or was that sort of had you feel? <sighs> no, I mean, the, the, no. I did tweet after enough. the game that the referee was atrocious. Um, mm, but. Not to blame, is he? Not to blame, but just like just silly decisions, rubbish decisions. And then at the end, ball ball gets flagged out going out of play. Oh. And Dan Byrne. Yeah, Dan Byrne assaults almost, Jared Bowen. Yeah, and then Jared Bowen gets up and has quite rightly protests at his yeah. legs almost being broken and gets booked for it. <laughs> and everyone's like, what, what's this ref doing? He just booked Jared Bowen for being annoyed that he almost died. <laughs> like, he was like seven seven feet taller than Jared Bowen and almost killed yeah, him. Yeah. Like, oh, what did you do that for? And he's like, oh, yellow card, mate. Yeah, yeah. I can't and Burn only get a yellow. Poor, yeah, it's poor. just crazy. Yeah, crazy. Fair enough, mate. Fair enough. Well, look, that's uh, that's enough dourness for one well, I think you did a pretty good job there, Josie. Um, you made it sound as bad as it sounded on the radio for me, anyway. Um, so yeah, Newcastle reaction there. One all against Newcastle at the weekend. Leeds West Ham. Fifth on 42 points, 26 games played, which is at least two more uh, than the one, two, three, four teams or five teams, six teams below. So, yeah, basically played all our season already. It's only us and Man City uh, and Man United and Brentford who've played as many as we have the 26. But, um, yeah, it's a little bit disappointing. Uh, But a little bit more cheer next because we've got the Betway Charity Bets and once again for the second week running like London buses they come along twice in short succession I don't know what that phrase is we'll get on to that next it's Betway Charity Bets Like London buses and then something about quick succession is what I feebly spat out there, Jonesy. Um, do you know the exact wording of that phrase? It's something along um, the lines of, oh, yeah, uh, Betway Charity Bet winners. Like London buses, you can never, or there's not one for ages and then two come along at once. Uh, that's, yeah, like, like, yeah, like London buses, yeah. That's yeah, just yeah. it. Yeah, it's just no. You do. It's the bit afterwards, isn't it? Yeah, no, no, no. On. That's just the same. Like London buses, everyone knows what the meaning of. If you said someone like London buses, they know exactly what you mean. No chance. International listeners, Australians, Americans, people from all over the world listen to this podcast. No chance. If I just said like London buses and left it there, everyone would be like, "Oh yeah, I'm just catering to our international audience, mate." Oh, sorry, mate. Yeah, Apolog- apologies to our international listeners. Sorry. Yeah, thanks. But on a real one, it is that, isn't it? It's like the London buses. Like there isn't Wait, one ages. for ages and two come along two, at once. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly yeah, right. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, you're welcome, world. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> long-winded, convoluted uh, intro into the Betway Charity Bet section. Uh, as I did last week, <laughs> we had a winner again. Uh, Will Pugh coming up trumped two in two. Thanks to your main man, Big Craig Dawson. Coming up, trumps for me once again. Jonesy, have you got um, the the bet and the odds and all that sort of thing? I believe it's 22 to 1 shot for my bet, which was Craig Dawson to score any time. I just fancied him to do it again. I don't know why, because I got lucky last week. I said, I'll have it again, just in case. Um, both teams to score and less than 3.5 goals in the game. So I had a feeling it was going to be attritional. Another bet with my head rather than my heart. And bang, twenty-two to one. Bang, eleven hundred quid How in much the pot, was it? mate. One thousand one hundred pound plus 
Betway have agreed to match any winnings at the end of the season. So that effectively is 2,200 quid in the kitty for the Bobby Moore Fund, which I'm absolutely delighted about, which adds to the two and a half grand, was it last week I put in there, James? Yeah, something like that, two and a half grand. Yeah, yeah. brilliant stuff. So nearly five grand for the Bobby Moore Fund in two weeks, uh, thanks to myself and to Big Craig Dawson. Uh, James, what did uh, you and Reese go for last week? Oh, do I have to talk about mine? Uh, over two and a half, <laughs> over ten and a half corners in the match, which I think came in, and Jared Bone have two shots on target, which uh, I don't think came in at all. Uh, and Reese had over three and a half, Newcastle have over four and a half corners, um, and Aaron Cresswell would assist one or more goals, which he got in, actually, that came in. Um, but obviously didn't have the over three and a half goals, which is annoying. That one was 14 to one. <laughs> but um, another winner for you, mate. And uh, yeah. I was, I was quite, quite frustrated that I'm obviously delighted that you, you, you'd won. I was quite frustrated <laughs> afterwards because I was like, I'm still without a winner. I was, <laughs> I was convinced, I was convinced that the Newcastle game would be the one, and then obviously see it will come through. I prepped the winner graphics and had them on my phone just in case. Yeah. Um. So tweeted not long after I got back in the pub after the game. And uh, and I saw you all going mad in the WhatsApp group. Oh, congratulations, mate. Everyone's going, oh, yeah, well done, mate. Well done. And I just opened, opened up the group. And after everyone's calmed down and everyone's like, oh, yeah, brilliant. And I've just gone, well done, mate. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> as, if, like, as if, like, I'm really, really annoyed that you've won for two weeks running. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pulled in about a million quid for Bobby Moore Fund. And I'm, I'm still sitting here with Big Fat Zero. Yeah, I know it's not I'm good. Deli- is I'm it? delighted for you. Obviously, I am delighted for you. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'm delighted for the charity. Obviously, um, yeah, great work that they do over there. Clo- cause close to my heart. Just a reminder: Betway give us fifty pound charity stake uh, for me, James, and Reese Bayliss, who is not on the podcast but behind the scenes. Uh, we make a three leg selection bet um bet your way selection for each and every one of West Ham's Premier League games get a 50 pound charity stake on that bet provided by Betway and the winnings any winnings of those go to the three charities that me and the lads are playing for I'm playing for the Bobby Moore Fund James is playing for the GT38 Dylan Tombidis Foundation and Reese uh, has been playing for Isla's fight so far this season um yes it's great to have those have you got the running totals there Jonesy can I can I pressure you for those so, uh, I haven't got the graphic, but I can do the maths. Um, so, 1100, wasn't it? Yes, mate. Yeah, in. yeah. So, that takes you to 3,575 quid. Excellent. Uh, Reese is on 900, and I'm... Don't, don't forget me. Uh, <laughs> clearly not playing this year. No. Um, so, it's technically 2,200 if you include Betway. Yeah. Uh, adding... The overall total, including Betway, matching everything we've won this season, to 8,950 quid. Bang, bang. Absolutely brilliant. Too much need to win there for the overall run rate, mate. So, uh, yeah, delighted with those. So, what were we, 12 and a half last season? So, I reckon we need another probably three medium-sized ones, maybe two biggies yep. to um, to get over the line. Uh, for what we raised last year, which is uh, exciting stuff. That was always our target. But, yeah, back on track for that, which I'm delighted about. Uh, Jonesy, now your your Wolves bet. I appreciate I might be putting you on the spot um, with this one somewhat. We're still waiting for Reese's to come in. I, of course, have got to go. Uh, Craig Dawson to score again anytime. I'm going to go both teams to score. And I need a bit of guidance on the last part of the leg uh, this time around. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Wolves sort of they're sort of playing quite well at the moment, aren't they? They're they're in reasonably good form. Uh, I'm thinking of going with the under three point five goals again, uh, which is the same thing. But I'm a, just a little bit fearful that it might be a bit of a more of a free scoring game. Yeah, I've been having an hour over this one. Um, part of me says go to play it safe because I haven't won a bet yet. I've, I've mm. asked me like, no, I've got to make it, got to make it half a decent bet. Um, so this is what I've done. Right, Jared, on. Jared Bowen anytime. Yeah. Over eight and a half corners. Yeah. And to just increase the odds just a little bit, I've gone Pablo Fornaus to have one or more shots on target. 
No, I mean, if I could put in there, can I have one or more scuffed shots on target? Banker. (laughs) Absolute banking. Loves a scuffed shot, doesn't he? Can't do that. So I think the odds on that would be half decent. But I didn't want to go over two and a half, under two and a half, because you're right. No one really knows what's going to happen these days, do they? No, no, you just can't really tell, can you? Uh, Well, look, we're still waiting for uh, Reese Bayless's bet. I'm going to go with that, Jonesy. I'm going to put it live on the podcast. It's going into the group chat now. Craig Dawson to score any time. Both teams to score and under 3.5 goals. Uh, I might, you know what, as I'm on a bit of a run, I might just give myself a bit of leeway and go under 4.5 goals. Um, I just... Yeah. Yeah, I feel... <laughs> almost, a, almost a banker, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, that feels a bit safer. Yeah, I'm going to Dawson to score any time. Both teams to score under 4.5 goals is what I've gone for. Still waiting on Reese's. Um, but, <laughs> excuse me, uh, as always, a reminder, you can back these bets for real yourself if you so wish uh, on the Betway website and app. So just go to the game in question this week. It's West Ham versus Wolves. Uh, go under the pre-built bet selections, uh, the pre-built bet section, excuse me, and you can scroll down. You'll find the We Are West Ham podcast bets there. One will have my name on it. And the others will have James's and Reese's name on it, if you like the sound of them. As you can tell, I'm on a bit of a roll at the moment. So if you fancy backing me again, if you'd backed my bets the last two weeks, I've been a 25 to 1 and a 22 to 1 winner. It makes it sound like I actually know what I'm talking about, doesn't it? Um, James, Reese is landed. His bets landed already. It's both teams to score over 2.5 goals. And Kurt Zuma, anytime. He's liking the old centre back scoring. Um, so yeah, that's in from Reese as well. Same rules apply. All of those are available to back yourself if you so wish. Uh, yeah, brilliant stuff, mate. I'm absolutely delighted with those two. Obviously, it's great that it's me, but um, from my point of view, but the overall, I just the, the main target for all of us this season was to beat the uh, twelve and a half we raised last year. Um, so I think we finally got back on track with that, didn't we? Yeah, hundred percent. And I do believe I have to just get the foot the exact titles up but i'm pretty sure we've hit the 20 grand mark over the last two seasons I'm pretty sure that is 20 grand up brilliant um, which when you when you say it say it like that it's a, an incredible feat isn't it for for three of us on the podcast raising yep. money for three incredible charities it's 20 grand in but just under two years superb yeah all thanks to that um partnership with betway as well yeah so delighted to have signed that and yeah brilliant what a great milestone, mate. And uh, yeah, proper feel-good stuff. After a bit of a dour reaction to that Newcastle game, uh, listen, Jonesy, as I've already said, short one this week, we'll have a Wolves opposition view next up. Uh, no West Ham women. And then some final thoughts. So stay with us. So Betway Charity Bets are absolutely brilliant to pull in another winner for those fantastic West Ham charities. Uh, made our selections for the Wolves game at the London Stadium. Delighted to say that helping us look ahead to that game might give us a bit of an idea whether they've got any chance of coming in or not. Is Dan Bayliss, a big, big Wolves fan, returning to the We Are West Ham podcast. Uh, out and about at the moment in Wolverhampton, our first external guest I think we've had for I'm a not. while. I am, You're not even I'm, in Wolverhampton. I'm in the city of. The I'm, city I'm, of. I'm based down here. I'm. Uh, oh, I'm in, there we I'm go. in London. Sorry, Dan. My bad. My bad. The uh, the one I true wish, city. I wish Wolverhampton looked a bit more like. Uh... I was going to say it looked a bit. I, was, I don't know what part of Wolverhampton that is because I've never seen it look that upmarket. Uh, Dan, it's brilliant to have you back with us again. Thanks for uh, finding time in your morning. Uh, out and about in the streets of London to chat to us on the podcast. Uh, it's, it's all go at Wolves at the moment. Pretty feel-good stuff. Weirdly, even though West Ham are above you in the table, it's more uh, but two points, but we've played two games more than you guys. In some decent form at the moment, a little bit of a wobble um, in the middle of February with those two 1-0 defeats to Norwich in the Cup and then uh, excuse me, Arsenal in the league. But since middle of December... It's all looking pretty rosy. Um, and if you win those two games in hand, there's even sort of a, a chance you'll be um, sniffing around that top four. You'll be level on points with Man United, um, only behind them on goal difference. Yeah, I'll tell you what. It's um, These next two games are really big. Obviously, we go to Arsenal Thursday night and then we're coming to your place. So, it tells you if Wolves have got any real bite, to be honest. We've played pretty well. I think the Norwich game you can write off. It was a cup game. We weren't really. It didn't look like we were in it too much. 
Um, mm. The Arsenal one was disappointing. I thought we, we didn't play that well, but we also had a few chances and could have maybe snuck a result out of that. Other than that, played quite poorly against Leicester, but got the result, which I think is the sign of a good team. Um, you're not going to be fantastic every game, and sometimes you are and you don't get points. So to pick up a win against a fairly decent Leicester team that have been in poor form or relatively poor form for them, mm. really happy with it. It'd just be nice, you know, we've got two big games now and it's going to decide whether we can look at fourth or whether it's going to be Europa League or Europa Conference. I can't see us finishing below eighth now. I think that no. with the run we've got should be getting into Europe. It's just where, where we end up. Um, you guys are playing really nice football as well. So it, it should be two decent teams having a proper proper game. Yeah, you say that. You say that though, mate. The The wheels are really starting to fall off at the moment. The results over the last uh, few games don't look terrible. I mean, a draw against Newcastle isn't great. And a way draw against Leicester sounds okay as well. But the uh, we struggled, we've struggled in all of our last four games. Kidderminster Harry's in the cup. Woeful, uh, needed extra time um, and two last gasp goals to get that one over the line. Um, the Arias are a good team um, though, mate. Can't not yeah, the Arias. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so it's, it's just one of those where if you just look at the results, you think, oh, that's not too bad. But drawing at Newcastle, we're just stuttering. Everything's stuttering. And there is a real fear that coming up against a... Um, uh, a team as talented as, as Wolves playing as well as you. I think uh, this could be a first well-deserved uh, defeat being inflicted. So I wouldn't get um, I wouldn't get too concerned by the at the moment about the, the fact I'd that we're saying, look case. and sound good. I'd love that to be the case, but you are a decent team and you're playing decent football. And I think the last few games we've had against each other have been good football matches. They've probably mm. gone in weird directions. You know, you had a, a good 4-0 against us. We beat you 3-0 convincingly in the last couple of seasons. So... Mm. And then a couple of one nils either way. So it, it'd be interesting to see if if Wolves play well Thursday against Arsenal. I want to see how we react then at West Ham. Mm. On our podcast, we've sort of it was being chatted through this week, and people think that the West Ham game is a more likely one to go and take points from. Mm. Um, I don't see it that way. I know Arsenal have also been on really good form, but I always think they're susceptible, and they've been a bit of a bogey team. We've been a bit of a bogey team for them. Mm. For us, I see West Ham as a genuinely decent side. And if we went there and did take a point or three points against you guys on Sunday, I'd be absolutely ecstatic. And it would make me be looking right at the table because we know we can beat those teams in around us. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, looking ahead to the game then, how can you, how do you see it playing out? Because um, as I've said, from a West Ham point of view, it's just a bit stuttery at the moment. We're not quite clicking and fizzing in attack. Um, the defence is okay. It's sort of just... We just seem to be stumbling through games um, and they've become more and more attritional as our players look more and more tired week in, week out. It'll be um, tight. That's what it'll yeah. be. Do I, I, don't think we've lost, I don't think we've lost by more than two this year. So we aren't conceding many goals, as everyone's well aware of. So mm. for, for West Ham to nick it, you've got to stay really tight at the back. Um, we don't create that many chances and we don't create that many goal-scoring opportunities, even though we, we've started to come good there, actually, and scores more goals. Um so I think it's going to be attritional. I think it's going to be a 1-0 a either way, maybe a 2-1 either way. I can't see it being an open... It might be open football, but it's not going to be an open contest with plenty of goals in it. So if West Ham can stay tight at the back, then you've got every chance of drawing a result from us and nicking the goal. I think you've got yeah. to frustrate us. You've got to stop us getting down the wings or around the back too much. Um, Jimenez has looked a little bit off form, but he had a nice little assist for Neves' first goal the other day. So... We just need signs of him coming back to what he was once like. Yeah, I'm sure West Ham fans know what he was like at his top peak before the injury. Mm. Um, so, it's one of them. You've got to sit tight. You've got to frustrate us. You can't let us get our nose in front. Because I, I don't think we've lost this year if we've got ahead. Right. Um, so, just frustrate us. Don't give us too many chances. Stay tight at the back and um, I'm sure we'll get one chance at some point. Mm, yeah, I mean, Michael Antonio in... By far the most tragic form of any centre forward in the league. So, uh, and he didn't have a, um, a a horrible skull injury to to blame on that, unfortunately. Um, or fortunately, of course. I mean, uh, as far as uh, team news goes, are you? Is there sort of any big people, big stars missing at the moment coming back into the team? Well, that's the one big one we've had is that uh, Pedro Neto has come back. He had sort of 15, 20 minutes the other day against Leicester and. If he can get back to anywhere near what he was like before the injury, 
it's a serious player. I genuinely think he's better than Jota. Mm. Um, Jota's obviously gone on to Liverpool and done great things, but Neto, is a, I think he's 21 now. As a 21-year-old, the skill and the pace he's got and the way he can take teams apart is unreal. Um, he's come back from a very long injury. He broke his kneecap. So I think we haven't seen him for gone over 10 months. Mm. Uh, but he showed signs. He showed signs against Leicester. He got on the pitch. He wanted the ball. He wanted to go at people. So I'd love him to maybe even get, you know, 30, 35 minutes against you guys or Arsenal. Really run at them. Um, cause problems. Obviously, we've lost Traore. So no coming back to fitness is um, really I was well. going to ask about Traore. Is that, is, is that a big loss? He seemed to have sort of, his impact seemed to have waned somewhat. Um, and it didn't sound like too many Wolves fans were gutted to see him go. He splits fans' opinions now. I see him a bit as like a uh, Deontay Wilder style of football. Right. He, only needs to, he only needs a good five seconds and he can change yeah. the game, but um, he can do very little otherwise. Yeah. Um, fans get frustrated with him and he is one of those types of players. He, he can do one great thing in a match that changes it and um, gets you something, but his assistant goal stats for Wolves aren't that great. Mm. That said, for, for a lot of that time, he didn't have Raul there in the middle to pick out. Yeah. Um, I liked him. I always thought he was a great impact player, but... Um, at the same time, you could sit there for an afternoon and um, be effing and blinding at him because he hasn't really done too much in a game where you want him to. Yeah, um, yeah, of course. But I, I don't know. Uh, it's not a massive loss yet because we're playing so well. Yeah, yeah, if, we, yeah. if we're on a run of form where we only pick up two or three points from the next five, then we start to question it. But mm. at the moment, it matter. We're, we're playing nicely. We've got good young attacking players that, that want to be on the ball and want to get around the back and want to create chances. Pedence is a great talent. I don't think people in the Premier League have really spoken about him. No, he seems to start, have started growing into himself a bit recently. Is that right? Or is it just that people he, are noticing him? He could do with growing because he's only about yeah, five well, yeah. But, uh, um, no, he's great talent. Got really good feet. He's really tricky. Um, caused a lot of problems to Leicester. I don't know whether he won one man of the match or not, but I think, I think he might have. Um, good players. Wolves have got good attacking options at the moment. It's just that Raul isn't quite firing, and that's probably what's lacking five or six goals that we need to really challenge up there for that top four or six. Um, yeah, yeah. So we've just got just to watch the team come back together. There's been a lot of long injuries. There's been a bit of change and a bit of rotation, and now it's starting to come good. Um, yeah. Martinho, I mean, he's about 35. I don't know how he still does it, because the way he gets about in the middle is um, superb. Neves is obviously a great player. Um, so there's plenty of good things there for Wolves. We've just got to start pulling it together and being more consistent with that quality that we've got. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Reminds me a bit of you guys, to be honest. You know, you've got the likes of Bowen and Rice and play the ball nicely through the middle. Wolves do that, but we just don't do it consistently, consistently enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough, Dan. Fair enough. Um, the as as far as ask one more question before I get your prediction off of you. One question I've been asking, um, sort of. Well, anyone who will listen, really. If it's not your team, uh, like I've been asking West Ham fans, if it's not West Ham, who do you think is going to get that final fourth spot? Uh, same question to you. If it's not Wolves, who do you think will, will nick that fourth place spot? Because of my hatred of Man United, I would much rather you guys or maybe Arsenal do it, but um, I hope you do it. I'd rather a team, you know, I see Wolves and West Ham as reasonably similar teams with proper passionate fan bases yeah and you want those sort of teams in europe you don't want your man united tourist tickets going all over the place so, yeah uh, yeah of course us, us or you yeah yeah i think that's um i mean i'd like the sound of that but uh i could i just reckon arsenal are gonna nick in well look dan it's been brilliant we appreciate you having your time nipping into a little side street in london to talk to us this morning um no final question then uh sunday london stadium west Ham v wolves score prediction uh, my head would say a score draw or one all, but um, just to stay positive and keep the walls run going, I'm going to say two one walls, uh, Pedence to grab a brace. Two one walls, Pedence brace, very, very achievable. Uh, by the sounds of it, if you ask me, I think it's one of those things where yeah, if we get a point where our home form's not been very good, um, if, you're, if you're nice and compact, like you said, fans tend to get a bit frustrated. Um, and then cracks start to show and yeah it's just uh, not good I'd, I'd be absolutely delighted and in equal measure stunned if we got a win but look Dan All appreciate right. you giving us uh, your time this morning um, thanks for peeling away uh, to chat to us and um, yeah enjoy the game are you going? Uh, I can't make it unfortunately I've got to go up yeah. for a, some wedding thing up north somewhere so oh um, God. 
It's one of them. Can't make it, yeah. unfortunately. Fair enough, mate. Fair enough. Well, look, um, if you do manage to catch it, enjoy the game. Not too much, we hope, of course. But uh, it's been brilliant. And where can people catch uh, your podcast? What's it called? Yeah. Tell them about So, we're the Wolves 77 Club. We're on Spotify, iTunes, all the places you'll find it. We're also live on YouTube. Uh, post that on the social channels when we're going live. Usually a Tuesday or Wednesday night, you'll find us in all the usual places. Just search the Wolves 77 Club. Excellent stuff. Dan, Wolves 77 podcast, looking ahead to that game. Sunday afternoon, West Ham v Wolves at the London Stadium. Brilliant having you with us. Uh, stay with us because it's final thoughts from me and Jonesy next. Well, Jonesy, uh, that's it for another week. Short and sweet podcast. Uh, one I enjoyed. I always enjoy talking to you, mate. So uh, it doesn't really matter what West Ham do. It does. I'm still a bit of a dour mood about that, but we have a laugh about it, don't we? This uh, somewhat therapeutic um, experience for us. Uh, before we sort of move on and, and sum up for the week, Jonesy, Europa League draw on Friday. Intriguing how the, the first over the last 32 legs shaped up, um, especially Rangers. What a result mm. that was for them. I really don't want Rangers, though. Honestly, that would be so unglamorous, won't it? I've literally booked four days off for the away leg already. Thursday to Sunday, like for a trip to Europe somewhere. If we get flipping Rangers, I'll be so disappointed because I'll tell you this for nothing. I'm not doing four days in Glasgow. Well, I, I would I would normally agree with you, but I'm, I'm going to be in Scotland for the away leg anyway. I'm going on a work trip. Right. Um, I'm going to be in Loch Lomond. No idea whether that's near Glasgow or not, if I'm honest Loch with you. Loch Lomond. I'm not um, sure about that pronunciation, mate. Well, I mean, I'm from London, and I so I'll just say it. I'll say it. I'll see it. Um, Loch Lomond. Oh, it's the same thing, isn't it? It's actually Loch Lomond, as far as oh, I'm aware. It's the same again. It's the same thing. You just, well, you're just saying the same when you get you're out just, there. You're just saying it different. Just saying yeah. it differently. Uh, anyway, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be in the country. So if we do, I might just say the work. Oh, do you mind? Do you mind if I just shoot, shoot up the road? <laughs> Whether up the road is. Yeah, I don't really yeah. know. But I think that's a solid be there from the Highlands but, down to the city. But the, the guarantee will be that it will definitely be on the TV wherever I'm, wherever I'm staying at the time. Right. Um, whereas if West Ham aren't playing Rangers, then whatever pub I go to watch it in, likely it is they'll have Rangers on. So I won't yeah, be like, yeah, oh, lads, sure. can you put, lads, can you put West Ham on in the other box? They'll be like, absolutely not. Whereas if yeah, we play yeah, each yeah, other, yeah, it, it, it kills, two, kills two birds with one stone and I'll just make sure I don't tell anyone that I'm a West Ham fan in the pub. Yeah, Because yeah, that'd that be very true, awkward. Mate. But So that's um, who I want. I want Rangers. 49 minutes, James, from Loch Lomond to Glasgow, if you leave right now. So leave yourself at a solid hour and a half. Perfect. Um, Perfect. Yeah, I see no reason Perfect. why not. Yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. Um, but aside from those geographical annoyances who, who would you like um in that sort of last 16 obviously the last ties of the the last 32 are played on thursday so we'll know then who the uh potential opponents can be right mate if i'm honest I, i'm not really that fast uh, i've seen a lot of people go well oh, i'd love dortmund i'd love barcelona it's mm. like yeah but we also want to try and win the competition lads like come on like I'd rather I'd rather draw a Barcelona or a Dortmund or or a Napoli late running the competition, like a semi final or a final. But last sixteen, I'd rather get a. I mean, there's going to be no easy draws at this stage, but I'd rather a, a smaller, lesser known club. Mm. Um, it's not to say that um, it would make it any easier for us, but you want the glamorising the glamour in the glamour parts the stages, of the competition, yeah, yeah. yeah and. Just think, if you draw Barcelona, it's particular form we're in. There's absolutely no way we're beating them. And it's, it's just like, well, that was our dreams of winning the Europa League over with, like, yeah, before yeah, we yeah. started. So, I don't know. I'm, I'm not that fast. Any draw is going to be a good draw. Like, I don't really care. I'm just so much looking forward to it. We've never been yeah. in this situation, have we? So, let's just look forward to it. Embrace whoever we get. And, yeah. and just fingers crossed we picked up a bit of form by then. Yeah. I like. I mean, I like your thinking, mate. Um, but I still want Real Betis. Or Braga, maybe Sociedad. Just, I just want to go somewhere hot. Really, Porto would be superb. I'd love to yeah. play Porto. Sociedad's all, it's got a great backstory in it, obviously because Moyes was there for what Sevilla. That'd be nice. Five a little minutes. trip to Seville. Yeah, anywhere yeah. in Spain would be lovely. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, basically that. Just want to go somewhere hot. But um, yeah, that's exciting. That's Friday. 
Not sure the exact time. Uh, I think it's the morning, late morning. Uh, UK time after those uh, last 32 times settled on Thursday. Well, look, James, that is something to look forward to. A nice positive way to end the to end the podcast. Um, look back then for me uh, at the show, the week, the West Ham game. Just just what are your what are your lasting thoughts going into the rest of the week and, and that Wolves game at the weekend? Well, I think I've said everything I need to say about my thoughts on the game. Um, if anyone's still not sure how I feel about it, I'm annoyed. I'm upset about it. <laughs> Go on um, YouTube and look at the continuous yeah, head uh, rubbing from Jonesy and the yeah, general angry fidgeting. Yeah. Um, I haven't quite shivered with anger like I did at the, after the transfer window one. That was quite... That, that was anger. Um, but yeah, I, just another another game, another week of just... Just watching the wheels fall off of it a little bit. Yeah, you know, yeah. it was so positive. Only, but even turn of the year after we beat Palace, it was like, yeah, here we go. Mm. And it just seems to have just fallen off, and it doesn't seem there's no signs there that things are going to get better. Normally, no. you see you see some signs, and we're not seeing that at the moment. Maybe we'll see it this weekend against Wolves, but um, the, the form they're in, oh, I don't know. Oh, I'm, I'm worried now. I'm really worried. Mm. And what says it always? I was worried going into Newcastle game. Yeah, because they did a bit yeah. of form, didn't they? And it's just like even with Trippier and St. Maximan out, I still had a, an element of worry in my head. I thought, I just don't know. And it's it's our the worries on our in our camp rather than the other, isn't it? Like yeah, the other team, yeah. you're just sort of worrying yeah. about our own performances rather than what we're facing. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Not not good, when you scraping you when you're scraping past Watford as well at home. Yeah. Yeah, right. well, I mean, mate, if you look now, right, the, 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 that's five performances at home we can reel off now uh, in Brentford, Brighton, Southampton, Watford, Newcastle. All of those games we've looked poor, haven't we? Um, yeah. And all right, yeah, we're fifth in the league, which realistically, once the games catch up, is probably going to be eighth, which is still reasonably good. Um, ultimately, you think. You know, if we'd have bucked our act up against those teams at home, I know we'd managed to get past Watford, so you can't really count that. Uh, but those other games I mentioned there, just just poor, really, isn't it? And you've got to be doing better. You look at where those teams are in the league um, and the fact that we haven't picked up maximum points against them or more of those teams sort of shows there's a problem there, doesn't it? Yeah, and then you look at the flip side, like beat Leicester at home, beat Chelsea at home, beat Liverpool. Yeah. Um should have got taken something away from United. Yeah. I think Spurs, um, like it has the hallmarks of typical West Ham, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it actually does. Have the yeah, I know, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, hey, I mean, even, mate, even I'm getting a bit bored of the faux positivity. I'm looking forward to the Europa League draw, so that will uh, that will keep me going for another week. Southampton away in the cup doesn't. I don't hold much confidence for that, but we'll have a word. Uh, hopefully try and get Jack Rosser on from the Evening Standard, West Ham correspondent, but big Southampton supporter next week ahead of that Saints game in the Cup. But uh, that's all. That's all for another day and another time. Don't forget you can follow us on Twitter at we are underscore West Ham or on Instagram at we are West Ham Pod. Facebook, just search We Are West Ham Podcast. Do the same on YouTube, uh, where this week you'll be able to see ag- agitated James Jones, infuriated body language over the uh, uh, one all draw at home to Newcastle. Uh, subscribe to the pod, subscribe to the YouTube channel, give us five stars, get involved in the comments. Um, Robin Punter got involved or got in touch this week. Jonesy, digging out the We Are West Ham podcast badge. Uh, apparently the hammers are the wrong way round and they should be turned to reflect uh, the, the hammers in the West Ham official badge. Well, uh, Robin, one thing we can say is that we do things uh, our own way over here at the We Are West Ham podcast. And whilst I won't for a second pretend that was on purpose, we shan't be changing it now because that badge has, uh, has served us so well for so long. Um, yeah, a few you've been, you know, a lot more of you, sorry, getting in touch recently on social media and on YouTube as well. So we love hearing from you. So keep doing that. Write us a review if I haven't told you that already and you haven't done it already. Most importantly, tell your friends about us if you can. A little bit of word of mouth goes a long, long way. Uh, and don't forget, you can buy us a beer and support the podcast at buymeacoffee.com slash we are west ham that's buy me a coffee.com slash we are west ham donations start for as little as five pounds each money goes straight to me and jonesy 
and will only be spent on beers and things to make the podcast better. West Ham somehow still fifth, still in the FA Cup. People, I think, are getting a bit bored of that positive diatribe because the performances on the pitch are starting to look a little bit leggy. A few patterns are emerging. And if only anyone had said perhaps we should sign someone in January that we might have prevented all this. Hey-ho, Wolves at home on Sunday, Southampton away in the Cup uh, a few days later. It doesn't matter. It could be worse. Europa League draw on Friday. Let's all get excited for that. Thanks for listening, everyone. Up the Hammers, West Ham are massive, and we'll see you next week. We here at the We Are West Ham podcast would also like to express our deepest condolences to Joey Beauchamp's friends and family. Former West Ham player uh, sadly passed away this week. Rest in peace, Joey. Hi, this is Tony Cotty and you're listening to the We Are West Ham podcast. Podcast Network.